Hey, welcome to Church Alive's podcast. We hope this message is something fresh, real, and powerful for your life. Thanks for joining in and enjoy the message.
your success over every mind, every heart, every family represented, Lord, every relationship, everyone. When they lift them up to you, their hearts, their minds, their spirit, I pray for our relationship. I pray for strong, healthy, robust relationships, Father. In the more awesome name of Jesus. Come on, let's pray the simple prayer again, Jesus. Speak to my heart. Change my heart. I humble myself under your hand. That you might lift me up. In Jesus' name. Faith feel good looking. People said. She's t- 
telling? Like, what story is she telling to her friends, her family? She's like Facebooking me, and she's like, there's people accusing me of crashing into cars. Lady? You old, okay? Some 
is a must. Come on, say trust is a must if you don't want to bust. I just like to rhyme, okay? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Don't tell God he's done. We live in a culture that's tell God he's done all the time and then you wonder why like dumb things are happening. Right? And we're like, God, you're wrong. And it's kind of like when my son, when it's a 10 year old son, son, son say to me, Dad, you're wrong. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, so you know more? <laughs> you know more. I brought you in the world. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Verse 6. Sorry, verse 7. Be not wise in your own eyes. Don't be prideful. Don't be arrogant. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Verse this now? Verse 17. Speaking of wisdom. Speaking of. I mean, someone say, I need to learn wisdom. Someone say, I need to become wise. This is the fruit. Verse 17 and 18 is the fruit of someone who says, I will seek wisdom. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths of peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. In my family room uh, today, where the kids have a playroom, they have a picture of a family tree. It's kind of cute. It looks a little bit like this picture's that's going to be on the screen today. A lot of us um, understand family trees, right? Like Ancestry.com. I can find out so many things about where my relatives were from and, wow, they were in that nation and that nation and all this kind of stuff. And we love to find out what grandma was and grandfather was and seven generations. We care about the family tree. We care about the DNA. But what's interesting is I think we are failing to see that it's not so much about the DNA that was passed to me that's super important. It's actually about the, the soil that I cultivate in my life because all of us are building relational trees. We are all in relationships. Someone say, I'm in. I'm in, I'm in a relationship. Someone say, I'm in, I'm in a relational tree. A family tree. See, you came from a family tree, and you have a family tree, whether you have a family or not. We're all in a relational tree. Here's what I believe, though, is that we are often evaluating the tree, the fruit, the leaves. Beautiful. Throw on the screen that just a nice tree. How many of you want to come from a strong, healthy, vibrant family? How many of you wish your family was a little more functional? Right? I mean, wouldn't that be nice? Just give me some functionality, people. You wish you came from a healthy, strong family tree, and some of you are blessed here to come from a strong family tree. But so often we're evaluating the trees of relationship. Single people date people, and then eventually you go, oh, is this a healthy relationship? Or you get married, and after years you go, we're in an unhealthy relationship. And what you end up doing is evaluating the leaves and the fruit and you're right. It's not healthy, it's not strong, or it could be better. But however, I want to say to you today that you need to actually look at the soil. See, for a second, if you are, how many of you have ever planted anything? 
Where'd my lights go? What are you doing? <laughs> How many of you ever planted anything? A little seed action, right? When you're single, you're like, I want to find my seed. <laughs> I need to find that right seed. I need to find the one. If I don't find one, I'm going to be crazy. <laughs> and I believe in the one, kind of. But I found that the right one can become the wrong one. If the right one doesn't evaluate the soil of their mind, of their heart, of the priorities of their life. You see, if I was to add soil to this and I was to water this, guess what? Eventually, I'm going to grow some trees. <laughs> like my little water bucket. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Little extra <laughs> flowing over, abundant. <laughs> and we know in time I might grow myself a nice tree. But then we have relationships that don't have good soil, they're just full of rocks. Rocks don't grow a lot of trees in them. Why? Because there's not the right nutrients. And too many of us relationally, honestly, I would say this after leaving a church for 10 years now, too many of us evaluate the fruit on someone's tree. We're good at evaluating the fruit of someone else's tree. We're not actually very good at evaluating our own tree. But not just our tree, the soil that our mind and our heart sit in. You see, if, if, if I'm a person of priorities, if I'm a person that says I will forgive people, if I will be kind to people, if I will um, put the word in my life so that it builds my life, what actually happens over time, all of us, I've had to deal with a lot of rocks in my life. How about you? Um, I've put some amazing things into our relationship, but I've had to, I've had to take some rocks out, like bad attitudes. How many of you have been married and never had a bad attitude towards your wife or partner at some stage of the game? Oh, that's never happened to you. All right. Why don't you come up here and teach it then? I want to listen to you because you're amazing, okay? See, all of us have good things that we sow into our life and in our family and good things, but then we get these rocks and we're trying to evaluate our tree, but we're not evaluating soil. Hear this now. One of the most scary statistics in America today is this. Since the 1960s, the number of children coming out on being born outside of wedlock has gone up 800%. 800%. Uh, more people than ever live together than ever before, yet statistics tell us that you are 75%. Hear this now. 75% more likely to divorce if you live together pre-marriage. Doesn't that go against everything you think sometimes? You're like, well, you have to try it before you buy it. <laughs> you have to, let me tell you, if I have a daughter, and if a man comes up to me and says to me, uh, 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 I need to buy, I need to try before I buy. I need to shoot before
goes now, I tell you that. Let me tell you this. You are never not sowing. And you are never not reaping. Yesterday, you're reaping today what you sowed yesterday, and tomorrow, I'm reaping what I sowed today. Listen to me, single people. If, if you honestly think to yourself, you know, I'm just going to spread the wild oats, and one day I'm going to meet the one, and that's going to be rosy from afterwards. I want to tell you this, if you have sown seeds of unfaithfulness, it's scary because that's the reality. It's, it's, it's hard to hear, because the, but the Bible says, don't be wise in your own eyes. I thank God now, many years ago, God got a hold of my heart at about 18 years old. And there was lots of decisions that had to be done between then and when I got married. And then afterwards, and I found this, that just because I put a wedding ring on my finger, it doesn't change me. It does not change me. I'll be self-controlled after marriage. How about you practice pre-marriage? And then that will bless the marriage that you want to have. Are you with me, anyone? If you dislike the fruit on the trees around you, you have to evaluate the soil. If you dislike the, the fruit of the trees around you, actually, sometimes you literally have to move the tree. Because haven't you noticed that trees seem to... Um, grow next to one another and weeds grow next to one another. If, if no one around you has a good relationship, you better hang out with some people to do. Because you'll copy them. I remember my wife and I were married just six months, just six months, and came home, hey baby, gave her a kiss and so forth. And uh, some married people were there, like, <laughs> they kind of arrogant. <laughs> and they were like this, oh, you're six months into marriage, okay, wait another six months and you'll hate each other. <laughs> Let's copy your marriage. You're going to hang out with some people that actually like each other. <laughs> How do you evaluate the soil of your mind and your heart? How do you evaluate priorities, the things that you sow in, the do I value steadfast love? Do I value loyalty? Here, let me do this and let me just change it up for a second. How many of you want to one day break the heart of the person you're married to? Just put up your hand, just quickly, just quickly, you want to break their heart. Just, just can't wait! Just, it's going to be awesome! No one goes into marriage thinking they're going to. But if you don't value loyalty and steadfast love, there's a good chance you will. Most of you have seen the pain of divorce, perhaps a friend, perhaps yourself, or perhaps just a dysfunctional relationship. Here's what I believe wisdom does. Wisdom borrows from the pain of the past or the pain of the future so that you and I can say, that isn't going to be me. Now, if mum and dad had a dysfunctional relationship, just saying that's not going to be me doesn't work. 
It doesn't. It's literally like, I'll never be like Dad. I've met so many men, they thought, I'll never be like Dad. But unless you change the soil, you'll, you'll, you'll produce the exact same thing Dad did. And you won't want to, and you're like, I've never thought I'd be like Dad. But if you don't look at the soil, if you don't look at the soil of your mind and your heart, you can just say what it is. I'm not preaching to anyone today. You see, we have to evaluate the seeds we sow. We have to evaluate the soil of our mind and our heart. I like uh, a TV show called Madam Secretary. Madam Secretary, my wife and I were like, wow, I was encouraged by it because I'm like, man, this actually has a, a positive marriage. I literally thought to myself, when have I ever seen on TV a positive marriage? When have I actually seen a couple that liked each other and like to kiss each other? That were married on TV? I'm literally like, I don't know if I have, except the Brady Bunch back in the day. <laughs> It's a story of a lovely lady. 91% of the kissing scenes and sex scenes are premarital sex or adultery on TV. 91%. So what does this mean? It means we're feeding lust, and therefore we're surprised when the lust weed shows up time and time again. But if you value steadfast love, the Bible says, and loyalty, eventually, and if you prioritize your life, and you allow the Spirit of God to do a work in you, and you allow the Word of God to teach you, and hear, hear me now, and you humble yourself. Pride blinds you. Bless you. When things are going well, if you're like uh, early 20s and so forth, maybe 30s or teenager, and you're like, I'm never going to have a marriage like my parents. And then all of a sudden you fall in love. you got dating goggles on. Right? You're in your first date. You first touch hands. Oh. <laughs> we touched hands. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My, my wife and I, the first time I asked her out, she said no. <laughs> so guys, just hear me. I need to be a weirdo and stalk her for the next year and a half. Got on with my life. I let Jesus change her. <laughs> and a year and a half later, she saw the light. <laughs> I walked into the cafeteria one day, and all of a sudden, Gabriel from behind me. I'm just kidding. Because actually, Christians think that sometimes. Don't we? We're like, she's going to walk into church. I'm going to know. I'm going to see an angel behind those going to glow. She's going to be very rich and very beautiful. And I'm not going to have to work and she's going to do everything. And the Lord, she's going to be like Mother Teresa, but kind of Kim Kardashian. And
ask her out. She's like, no. I'm like, I'm sorry, that's the wrong number. <laughs> and I hung up the phone. She hung up the phone. A strange little voice said, that's your wife. That's your husband. And I literally, I didn't know it was God. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> you're not, you're not half, you're not half. She's working. Poor Atkins. <laughs> and then she repented. Again, perfect people I'm talking to. 
She was like, babe, uh, it's going to get really cold. I have five or six of these sitting in my backyard. She's like, they're going to expand when it gets really cold, and they're going to crack, and then it's going to cost us some money. So I was like, cool, I'll get to that like in eight weeks. And, um, and then we went on a little vacation, and then the North Pole decided to visit New Jersey. And if this has never happened before, five or six of my things, all of them broke. Which means it just cost me however much it fills this, but then they charge you extra money, right? Because these are now broken. What did I do? I knew to do it. I knew to do it. You know to do things, don't you? I know to do certain things, but we neglect those things. And when you neglect it, this is why when you get married, listen to me, every man in here should listen to this. Um, but God bless you. <laughs> Don't stop dating. Keep dating. I like to joke around that dating leads to mating. <laughs> date nights lead to great nights. But if I'm really honest too, sometimes a date night, you're in the appetizer, you're having some, I don't know, calamari going on, and then all of a sudden you and your wife begin to chat, and, and she might share a frustration, or you might share a frustration, and then you're spending your time on date night discussing the frustrations or shortcomings of your relationship. And you discuss them and talk about them, and, and all of a sudden you realize that there's going to be no dessert. <laughs> But if you don't move from three to five, eventually you go three to one. 
And all of a sudden you'll be like, no, 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 I married the wrong tree. No, you didn't deal with the soil. You didn't deal with the soil of your mind, the soil of your heart, the soil of the relationship, the soil of the family tree. I hope that one day your kids can look at you and go, man, I want the marriage my mom and dad had. I had a friend of mine said to me, Anthony, if I have half the marriage my parents had, half, he said, I'll be happy. Did they just choose the right seed? Was it just like they just got lucky on the DNA and chose the right person and you're the one for me and you complete me and all that kind of stuff? Was it just that? Actually, no, four years into the marriage, he was about to bounce. He's like, I'm out. They had all kinds of issues, all kinds of unforgiveness going on. They were clashing and so forth. And then all of a sudden, he come, he came to the house of God, gives his heart to Christ, and then he began to love his wife. Then he began to be intentional. Then he began to forgive. Then he began to, uh-oh, talk nicely. <laughs> that was Samson did right there. <laughs> kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. They're on the brink of divorce. And the son said about his dad, like half the marriage, oh yeah. He wasn't deceived. Soil. Soil of your mind, soil of your heart. So let me give you a couple of thoughts just as we close today. I have a Stephanie Cullen that sounds spiritual. <laughs> Let me tell this last story. It's, it's cool. I was in Australia recently in July. I had to take the family and I was hanging out with my brother-in-law and he, he goes literally all over Australia, all over New Zealand. He's pretty known actually as a um, fisherman and fishing show and so forth. He was telling me a story. He said, Anthony, I was going to, I was in Darwin, which is the Northern Territory, which is kind of like the Florida, basically, of Australia. He's in Darwin, and he hears a story of um, some guys, some dudes had an 18, 19-year-old, had a, had a happy birthday party. They're drinking that night. In, in, in Darwin, you don't swim in rivers. You just don't. There's literally crocodiles everywhere. You don't. Like, Discovery Channel is right when it comes to Darwin. Most of the other time they're wrong, but when it comes to Darwin, like you better know you don't swim in lakes and rivers that are not crystal clear. You swim in the backyard pool. That's what you swim in. At 24, young people out at night having a good time, they're drunk, they're prideful, they're just like, you know what, we're gonna do it. And they swim across the river. 24 of them. All of them made it. The friend's like, no, 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 don't go again. We all made it. We're good. It was kind of crazy doing it. Like, no, we can do it. We're fast swimmers, all that kind of stuff. And, and these two men jump into the river and they swim. And just as they're getting out, crocodiles came and literally dragged them into the river, never to be seen again. Happy birthday. Drunk on pride. Won't listen to advice. Won't listen to counsel. 
heard of, I know. Ladies, then, dear, if you listen to the counsel of Scripture, if you evaluate the soil, I can't promise you some perfect marriage, but the statistics on you having a far more flourishing, better, happy marriage are so much greater, it's ridiculous. And sometimes we're like, God, God, you don't know. And when we literally bow our head and close our eyes and we go, God, you know, let me listen to you. Our sanity is restored. Think different. We look different. And sometimes instead of pointing the finger at someone else, you realize like, oh, it's me. The biggest realization sometimes I have in marriage is like, oh, it's my fault. <laughs> I'm the budget. <laughs> When you leave a relationship series, maybe you're dating someone, married to someone, and maybe a lot of the things I'm talking about really hit home. So here's what I would want to suggest to you today. Commit to the process of just sitting under teaching that will challenge your mind, challenge your heart, challenge your thinking, challenge who you are as a person. It's okay to get offended every once in a while in the house of God. Just deal with it. Right? Sometimes you need to say amen. Sometimes you need to say oh me. So, oh, that one hurts. It should sometimes, right? The doctor pokes you sometimes in this place in your body, like, oh, that's not well. And I want to encourage you this as you leave, don't do this, don't do this. Don't go, so when are you going to listen to the pastor? <laughs> when are you going to stop being a bullhead and really be a man of God to praise God? Let's stop. I want to give you a question that I think will help you. Are you ready for it? Yeah. You write nothing else down. Write this one down, please. You're married. You're in a relationship. You want to chat about some things. Because sometimes relationships here bring up things. Here's what you should say. So what's the best thing you got out of the talk? <laughs> Give God, give His Word, give me a little time to hopefully put some wisdom in, and hopefully maybe in two weeks, and four weeks, and six weeks, and eight weeks, all of a sudden you watch that man change, that woman change, like, oh, my husband's getting better. He's improving. He's, I don't know, what happened? I, I promise you this, I have, in our church, we have women say this. <laughs> Let me tell you, happy wife, happy life. Keep growing. Come on, girl, let's go. Come on, close your eyes. Look across this place. Father, thank you for every man here, every woman. I pray every family, every relationship, every marriage, every everyone who's been married again, Lord God, those who are dating, those who are single, whatever stage of life, Father, we're all in relationships. 
friendships and family relationships. I pray for the wisdom of your word. I pray for the Holy Spirit to bring it in a way that is life-giving, not condemning, but changing and shifting. Oh, Lord, breathe upon your people, I pray. These are your sons and these are your daughters. So, God, I commit them to you. I pray over them. I ask the blood of Jesus over them. I ask your protection over them. I pray you protect families, protect marriages. Lord, put right people with right people, Father. Lord, let's pray for health and life over every relationship over this whole house. I pray the relational health temperature of this room would literally rise, Father. All across this place, my heads are bowed, eyes are closed. So just people, just reflecting for a moment, just going, man, what are the the, the soil of my own mind and my own heart, how do I need to deal with that? But maybe you came here today and you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never said yes to the one who's already said yes to you. When he died upon a cross, he says, it is finished. Three words. It is finished. The payment has been made. You can't clean yourself up to get to God. You can only surrender and say, God, clean me up. Forgive me. I need your grace. All across this place, we're going to pray a simple prayer, and that prayer will connect you to the person of Jesus Christ. It is the most important decision you've ever made. So I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to draw hearts right now who need to come home, who know they need to come home. You've been away from God, you said yes to God years ago, or you've never said yes to Him. We're all going to pray this prayer together. I'm going to ask you if you pray that prayer with me from the bottom of your heart, say yes to Jesus for the first time, or you know you're away from God and you need to come back to God, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and raise it up real high. And I'm going to give you a book to help you find your next journey. Come on, Church Alive, let's pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, thank you. You love me. You have a plan for my life. I ask you to clean my heart. I need your grace. I put my trust, my faith, If you want to hear more empowering messages and learn more about Church Alive, make sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at churchalive.tv. We hope to see you this weekend. Have a great week.